You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. Hey, Pop, mm. can I ask you a question? How come you ain't never liked me? Like you? What law is there say I got to like you? None. All right, then. Don't you eat every day? Answer me when I talk to you. Don't you eat every day? Yeah. As long as you're in my house, you put a sir on the end of it when you talk to me. Yes, sir. You eat every day. Yes, sir. Got a roof over your head. Yes, sir. Got clothes on your back. Yes, sir. Why do you think that is? Because of you. <laughs> Hell, I know it's because of me. But why do you think that is? Because you like me? Like you. I go out of here every morning. I bust my butt because I like you. You're about the biggest fool I ever saw. A man is supposed to take care of his family. You live in my house, fill your belly with my food, put your behind on my bed because you're my son. It's my duty to take care of you. I owe a responsibility to you. I ain't got to like you. Now, I don't give you everything I got to give you. I give you your life. Me and your mama worked that out. Between us and liking your black ass wasn't part of the bargain. Now, don't you go through life worrying about whether somebody like you or not. You best be making sure that they're doing right by you. You understand what I'm saying? Everything that boy do, he do for you. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host, Tomika Jendaya Hill-Jones. And welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of intelligent radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope on the questions Americans are afraid to ask in the mainstream media. I am so glad to, to announce our special guest co-host, Jendaya. How you doing, Queen? To the Mental Dialogue Truth Seekers. You have been walking with me for years to have heard this voice, but I'm so glad to have mm-hmm. her as a new Entry to the Queens of Intellect. So glad to have you, Black Queen. It is beautiful to open the show with you again because we made radio magic. Let me say that. So I'm giving you a big introduction. You got big shoes to fill, which are they your own, but hopefully you're going to live up to the hype, Queen. But thank you for being with us this morning. How you doing, Queen? What's up with it, baby? All is blessed. And I appreciate you for thinking to me to be added to the Queens of Intellect, honey. Okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. And like I said, I'm glad you, you chimed in with your girl. So thank you for having me. That's an honor because I love your work and what you do and what you stand for. I really, really appreciate that. And very necessary, that, as always, to have, uh, as, I, reason I, as I tell people, if you're a first-time listener, I always keep a, 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 a woman co-host. And that's to kind of keep us fellas in check in check because sometimes we go off the deep end or, or we go too far one way and we always need to have that in a sense feminine energy to bring us back. And so I'm definitely glad to have you rocking with us um in this this discussion. We got a special guest on I'm about to get Brother Pianchi on with us as well, so I'm gonna introduce him. But I'm really glad to have you because of the work you do, um, specifically when it comes to black families and marriage in particular. So if you will, um, Tendaya, highlight that work before I introduce our guest. Indeed. So, um, yeah, we do. We have uh, our work is black, grown and married, and we're all about uh, sustaining and maintaining 
black marriages, black relationships, that, that the couples, you know, strengthening, uh, uh, getting us back to it to be, um, what should I say, like in summary? Because, you know, I get passionate, so I get to rolling. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you just give a damn about our culture. Just basically give a damn about our culture and, 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 and uplifting the family structure, which is, which is a cornerstone to having a good community, and that's what you focused on. I'll, throw, I'll jump in there a little bit and say that, but you can, you can finish it off, and then we're going to introduce our guest. Yeah, absolutely. Like our tagline is very simple, healthy marriages, strong communities. And you do that starting as couples and, you know, just creating that culture, or should I say continuing that culture. We've been here before, we're going to maintain it, and we're going to keep going in it. You know, um, and so I focus on us because that's where the work is needed. We got to start in-house before we go outside. So, um, no. yeah, that's that's the culture of UGM. No, I love it. Well, without further ado, we're going to reintroduce a returning guest, our number one caller brother, Piaki. How you doing, King? I'll get you introduced, calling us out of St. Louis. Um, long-time listeners, this is our second time showcasing you as a guest on the show. Before I let you give a little bit of your background, Brother Piaki, I want to share with any other listeners out there, if you literally become a call-in master like Brother Piaki, who gives us amazing three cents anytime that he calls in, you can graduate to this seat of, as a guest on our show. He's graduated, he's earned He's earned this, this opportunity to be on the show this morning. But thank you, King, for being with us. If you will, Brother Piaki, give people a little bit of your background before we get into this morning's discussion question. Well, it's an honor to receive such accolades. And I was pondering over the pancakes and the eggs you got here for breakfast. But uh, <laughs> I really enjoy your show for several reasons. And I think that you do a very marvelous job. You try to promote the the businesses that stand by you and you have some excellent guests and you know myself it's, it's, it's not special I'm of course retired a grandfather my uh, profession was erecting structural steel buildings high rises and, and bridges over water railroads and highways and you know, I always have been had a, a interest in the education as it applies to, especially African American children, because of the what the data shows and a lot of the pitfalls that they seem to have Montoya today that many weren't quite heard of back during the time when I was coming up as a child. I heard the lady say that healthy families, uh, healthy marriages make uh, for a good, uh, healthy community. I think that healthy marriages make for a healthy family. And those families are to consist of those communities. And you don't have that family support that would be had from a healthy marriage and a correct marriage. path into that marriage like we had at one time before in the past, Montoya. No, absolutely. I definitely respect that. And that's why all of us have a passion for our work. Um, it's absolutely something that I, mean, I always, my, my, I mean, in a sense, my tweak of that hashtag, I've always been using for years. People might know what I would say, marriage before children. Now I've included, I've now put the word healthy in front. 
because people would attack the marriage so much, not understanding that I'm absolutely wanting the marriage to be healthy first and foremost. Otherwise, we're not going to bring the seeds along, which jumps us right into this morning's discussion question. So again, thank you both for being on with me this morning. But this morning's discussion question is, what did your father teach you about how a boy becomes a man? What did your father teach you about how a boy becomes a man? For anybody out there listening, if you didn't see the promotions for this week, um, I hope you will contemplate, and we're looking for even callers to get in on this thing and give us more information. And I say more information just from the standpoint of, um, as Brother Pianchi, to a degree, speaks to the concept of maybe having, in a sense, more of this in the past than we do today. I look at today's show as an opportunity to maybe for – people to pick up seeds that they can use within their own family. Uh, even if you're in a sense, uh, uh, if, you know, if you're raising young children right now, hopefully you'll hear things today that can be valuable for you regardless of your home structure. Uh, if you're older, if you want to have kids one day, this is a, a, a show, in my opinion, to pick up amazing wisdom, if you will. So what I want to do, I'm actually running into the break here real quick, so I'm going to extend this before we go to the first break because I want to give both of you an opportunity to, if you will, just give me a quick response to this, and then we're going to go to our first break and get started with this morning's discussion. So, Jendai, um, you being the queen, so we'll go to you first. Uh, basically, when you heard this title, how what did your father teach you about how a boy becomes a man? Can you recall your first thought without going any deep, just your initial thought without going into the second and third thought, just your initial thought. What did you, what, what came to mind for you? Uh, provide and protect <laughs> would be the Not first thing that, that uh, came to mind. All right. Then you, brother. Provide Pianchi. and protect. Yeah, we just, just real quick, we just do one quick thought, then we're going to go to break. Go ahead. All right. And if you will, brother Pianchi, same for you, just a quick thought. When I first said, Brother Piaki, will you be a guest on this particular show? What was the first thought, only the first thought that came to mind that we're going to go to break and come back and get started on this discussion question? Yeah, I, I like likewise concur with what she said, the being able to provide and protect, which when you break it out into detail, it, it encompasses a lot of things. Oh, absolutely. I love it. Okay, so that's pretty cool. Y'all on the same page with it. Uh, for those who are long-time listeners, y'all know, we we welcome all opinions. We're a gumbo of opinions, so we want your perspectives. So, you know, tell, call in, teach us, tell us what your father has taught you uh, and things that you think will help with this idea of provide and protect. I like those as a focus. We're going to go to our first break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Have you heard about that podcast, Mental Dialogue? It's so good, it should be illegal. But if you miss the live show every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio, be sure to catch replays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, and all other streaming platforms. We are the return of Intelligent Radio, and we are the best in the world at having hard conversations on race, sex, gender, and business in the African-American community. And remember, all I ask is that you think. Are you trying to figure out your next income stream? Maybe get into cryptocurrency, real estate, or maybe even start your own business. 
If so, contact the KG Hire Company to receive a professional consultation or strategy session to provide you the advice you need to get a jump start on your new venture. If it's a new business, there's nothing like having a business consultant review your finances, strategy, or marketing. If it's real estate, the KG Hyatt Company specializes in evaluating deals for profitability and securing special financing for creative real estate acquisitions. If it's cryptocurrency, then look no further than the KG Hyatt Company to master the components of blockchain technology and investing into cryptocurrency. Serving Atlanta since 2016, the KG Hyatt Company is an industry leader in customer experience and getting your money's worth. Contact them at kghyatt.com or 833-544-9288. Again, that's 833-544-9288. Look at this. You take my wine from me? I'm not going to sit here and paint the picture of systematic racism. I'm just going to say... The, the uninvolved fathers has made it bad for the involved fathers because our voices are some way somehow being drowned out. When the real fathers show up, when the real fathers that really love their kids and really are standing with their babies are there, because they're in the presence of so many fathers who may not care or being accused of not caring, they're not able to tell the difference. Welcome back to the Mixed Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, special guest co-host Jendaya, along with our special guest, Brother Pianchi. What did your father teach you about how a boy becomes a man? I'm excited about this morning's show as we hear a cut. Some of you may recall some years back, Tyrese went on video. Uh, we have some issues with his son, but I really wanted to highlight just the aspect of him talking about the distinction between involved and uninvolved father. There's always that conversation when we talk about, in a sense, our, our, our men involvement in our children's lives. And there is a distinction that I think has to be made. And here's the thing that I like to highlight before we even get into the things that, uh, uh, in a sense, that a father teaches. But I also like to highlight just anytime we're having this discussion in our community, the reality is, believe it or not, because of how things are promoted, black fathers are more involved than people assume because of how things are promoted. We Is there an issue? Absolutely, there's an issue. So I'm not trying to say put things on the extreme, but I like to point out that there are more involved fathers than there are uninvolved fathers. But of course, the squeaky wheel gets, you know, gets the attention. And so the squeaky wheel in this case is there is an issue with uninvolved fathers. Today, we are focused on the involved fathers who are giving information to hopefully that can serve our community to strengthen our community. So I want to start there and highlight that. Um, Jedi, any thoughts on um, just kind of what I mentioned, just in the, you know, just kind of to kick it out. I think it's just a fair backdrop and context that we need to give before we even go forward with the discussion question, if that makes sense. What did your father teach you about how a boy becomes a man? So your thoughts, Queen, and then we're going to get hot and heavy into this discussion. Yeah, I'm definitely with you. I think that there is def- there is a more involved presence um, that is being acknowledged or recognized, um, not, not only in the world around us, but even within our own communities, because oftentimes we can kind of get caught up in our herd and become dismissive. You know, 
um, to those uh, that are present. So, yeah, I, I completely agree there that we definitely have more of a, of a male presence than um, than, than is being uh, recognized or even acknowledged today. Yep, so i absolutely like to start there. Now, I will say, in contrast to that, uh, I want to get deep in our dialogues. We've got a couple of hours, and that's what we do. So the nuance of that discuss, discussion, I definitely want to get into this, not necessarily right now, but a little later. There is nuance versus being inside the home and outside the home. And so I do think there are some things, uh, there are some distinctions that we should talk about. But, again, I just wanted to provide that clarity that the last thing we're going to do is come on here and just beat up black men when we know this doesn't apply to all black men. So I just wanted to start there. So with that said, Brother Piyaki, um, what did your father teach you about how a boy becomes a man is our discussion question. And both you and Jendaya mentioned provide and protect, and there's a lot that involves. And so um, I'll ask you, uh, being, in a sense, a long-time listener, uh, I think I don't think you will mind me referring to you in a sense as as a, a elder in our community at this point, being retired and everything. But but what do you recall, even from you being a young man? Um, how did your, in a sense, father? What, what did they, what did he instill in you that you, in a sense, continue within your family tradition? Because again, I know you're about strong families. Well, my in my case, it was the grandfather. Okay. Not the father initially, because the uh, grandfather <clears throat> has the greater volume of knowledge that even the father had to be observing and, and uh, be taught. See, uh, to, at the age that children, young people get married, you know, in the early 20s, that male has not lived long enough to be totally versed in all the circumstances of society and life. So even, the, you know, I have uh, in our family, extended family, I have fathers that call me up and ask about things and their children. You know, in one case, this young man, he's, uh, I know he's at least 26. And they call back and forth up until that point, you know, going back early. So, no, it's the grandfather that has the greater volume of knowledge. That's why I come it's so important that that dynamics is put in place and kept in place. Because when it starts falling apart, then you start having the problems that you see uh, even today. Now, I know that fathers want to and fathers try to. But uh, what you read in the book, you still have to take it and put it into real hands-on experiences, applications. And even that lets you come up short sometimes. So, no, with me, it was a grandfather, then the father. Uh, my same scenario for me. Yep, same scenario was for my me grandfather well. and my father. Okay, uh, did I go ahead, Queen? I think you're... I think I hear you saying something. Go ahead, Queen. Indeed, I was just adding that for me, um, um, it was my grandfather for the most part, but my father was also uh, present too, and they had like those similarities of like provide and protect, whereas my grandfather was kind of like, your word is your bond, you stick to your word. That was another lesson of what uh, manhood would represent. But my father also taught like you create agreements and you stick with them. You know, whether they, uh, and sometimes like that, 
like the celebration of pride. Like you, you have to have pride in being a man and your word is your bond. And I remember speaking to my father about his agreements with my mother as far as like when he would be around and when he wouldn't. And he stuck to that. Like I didn't agree with it, but he was like, he said what he said, <laughs> you know, so just owning it also was a lesson uh, for my father. But they were both prevalent in, in those lessons of uh, manhood. Uh, uh, the, um, thank you for that. But, yeah, my situation was um, I lived with my me and my mother. mother had, um, we lived with my grandparents until I was eight years old. And then when we moved, I could still walk to their house in nine minutes. And so, uh, you know, every day when my mother would go to work, I would end up going over there every day or whatever. So, so yeah, it was definitely my grandfather, uh, my father, um, once he got married – first time he was always kind of in and out and then once he got married he became very consistent in my life so my stuff initially definitely started uh, with my grandfather as well what I love about what brother Pianchi is mentioning here and he actually he actually mentioned this um, on a show I, think it was, I don't know if it was last Saturday show maybe a couple of weeks ago again if you're just not tuning in our guest is uh, brother Pianchi who's one of our number one callers so our long, long time listeners they definitely know this brother uh, but I know we were having uh, another discussion, and it was something that I'll never forget, and I definitely want people to hear. We're going to start here because I want you to go a little deeper into what you just mentioned, Brother Pianchi. And I'm right now, it slipped my mind exactly what we were talking about. Oh, it was the three. Oh, yeah, I remember we were talking about what are the three things that um, the black community should focus on. And you brought one to the table, which absolutely relates to this show, and it's probably part of the reason why we're doing this show because it's kind of it stuck with me. You highlighted the concept of our goal, one of the top three priorities for all of us, is to become responsible grandparents. And it was so much you said with that on that show, and, and you're talking about that right now when you just mentioned the idea of having the family intact to where even the father has the grandfather to lean on in reference to how they raise their family. So I know that's kind of where you're going, but just that concept, I wanted to start there responsible grandfather you said should be a goal of every i mean a responsible grandparent should be a goal of anybody that wants to have a legacy within our community so i love that and as you said the the grandfather has in a sense a more source of knowledge of how things play out in life and so even in a man trying to step up and if he's a man trying to in a sense break the cycle of in in one of those families where there's not a, a generational marriage that's where you're really going with that is the concept of creating generational marriage. At least that's how I understand it. Um, go ahead, King, your thoughts on just kind of going a little deeper about the grandfather serving that role within families. Well, the grandparents bring what you call intergenerational assets to the family. And just like any other asset, those assets are used to help build and maintain and put it in place. One of the things that grandparents would tell the newlyweds is that once you have this child, it's on. There's no all-all switch. It's on. And no matter, unless it's severe now, right, you got right. disagreements. Those disagreements do not filter down to that child. And you have to maintain your responsibility as being parents to that child. Even if you guys sleep in separate bedrooms, tentatively, 
it's that child, those children. And why is that? Because if you break away your accountability to that child, then that child would go astray and end up becoming a statistic or a problem at some time in the future. So you want to maintain that accountability so that child has the ability and all the persuasions to become a grandparent. And if you don't do that, then you start running into those problems, and it affects the whole family. The family is like a working unit, a network. The family is what you call upon. You know, kind of like to relate it to the wheel on a bicycle. You got the axle. That's the family. And the spokes that lead out to the rim, the perimeter, are individual ventures that's coming out of each family. And when they get out there on that perimeter and have problems, they can always fall back to the hub, to the family, lick their wounds. They can correct what the mistakes that they made or did not learn and go back out again. But the family is more, is very important. you got to have that. Let me ask you a quick question, and I want to see what um, – if- and I may have a question for you as well, Brother Fianchi. So it sounds like just in listening to you kind of break down the foundation as you see it, and when I first asked you, what did you learn from your father? And you went and said, hey, my grandfather kind of was the lead on that, if you will. So do you feel like to to a degree that you became, set it as a goal to become a responsible grandparent? It sounds like you, through example, is how you knew to do it. It wasn't that you're you know, your grandfather said to you as a little kid, you need to become a responsible grandparent, right? Is it Was it just mainly just through example that you understood that, that was your plight to become, you know, in a sense, what you've become? And I know you're doing the same thing for your grandson as well. You're really playing a big part in his life, if you will. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Is that kind of how you just, you just picked it up through example? Is that fair? Well, it's not a goal. It's an expectation. Okay. It's an expectation. If the son loses his father, well, it's an expectation that the grandfather is going to be there to pick up that role. And you have many cases of that, like you was talking earlier about the father not being in the household. And I see that there is a problem that has been amplified and been on a contendum. That contendum has to stop someplace. If not, it's just going to continue to go on and on and on. Then you eventually have what you have. See, if you look at any society, any ethnic group society, that society consists of strong families. You know, how deep it runs, well, it it just depends. But it's strong families that make up these societies when you really look at it. And you look at other countries and other ethnic groups around the world, when you carefully look at them, you see that element. Now, there's always the left, the right, and down the middle. <clears throat> but on either the left side of the middle, you have what you look at and call the model. And the model is what you want to try to have to support this society, which is a consistent of families. And of course, your family structure is what it is. It has to have this this particular structure like we talked about. And if you get that in place, things seem to run pretty smooth. 
I love it. Um, Jedi, anything in particular, because we're going to start opening up the phone lines after this next break, but anything in particular just based on hearing, you know, Brother Pianti, you know, maybe you understand now why I have him as a guest, because, again, this is just something that I think is imperative that our community hear more of it. And and as he mentioned, if you're off that continuum, you never even think about, you need to get to generational, intergenerational assets. Like we're not even thinking to that degree, but until you really have gotten that in place, then you're going to be flailing to a degree. Successes here and there, but as a family and a family name being protected, you have to get to this level, at least in my opinion. But your thoughts or any questions for um, our guest, Brother Pianci Jendaya? Oh, indeed. I love everything that the brother just said, especially like the making the connections from one lineage to the next, you know, um, that creates like the foundation of what comes next, (laughs) you know, within your your, your family lineage as well as your community. So he he was dead on with everything that that he just said, even with the indifference that occurs with a man being in the house versus outside of the house and going back to like what agreements need to be made and or more so just becoming the example of what manhood uh, exemplifies uh, within our families and communities. And though that's, that was my experience with my fathers. It wasn't necessarily the books. It was the examples that they set forth. I was blessed to be raised by my grandfather's mother and her brothers as well. So where there were not men in the house, we all lived on the same street. You know, we had a whole block on both sides. So I was blessed to have that in my early years. So I know what that kind of looks like when it comes to the transition of the the lessons that need to be taught and learned to be passed from one generation to the next. And it played into why I'm so passionate and or, you know, about black marriages, family and community. Now, I love it. For all the callers out there, we're going to start letting you in after this break. Uh, if you're on the phone lines right now and want to get in on this discussion and let us know what your father taught you about, uh, you know, a boy becoming a man, make sure you're pressing one. If you're online, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. Again, that's 646-787-1691. You will have to press one to let us know if you want to speak. We'll be right back. Well, all I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Oh, how about this one? Excuses made $0 an hour. I like those. What's their ID? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. Everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk. There goes your son. You wanted him, you got him. Why are you trying to make it so easy? 
Well, it's like you told me. I can't teach him how to be a man. It's your job. Give you five dollars for the whole lawn with not one leaf on it. Five dollars. Man, that ain't. I can make more than that doing that. Oh, yeah, doing what? Work for his uncle. Oh, well, that's too bad. I guess guess I just have to get my son to do it for me. Do what? I want you to rake up these leaves off the lawn. Hey, boy, don't look at me funny if I ask you to do something. Here, take this. Two trash bags right there on the ground. See y'all later. Damn your daddy worse than the boogeyman himself. On the rules of the house, the same thing as weekends, you remember? Alright, then what up? Clean the bathroom, sink, floor, and toilet. I gotta clean that up? Yeah. Did I ask you something? Mm-hmm. What do you have to do around? I don't have to do nothing around here except for pay the bill, put food on the table, and put clothes on your back. You understand? No, I You know, Trey, you may think I'm being hard on you right now, but I'm not. What I'm doing is I'm trying to teach you how to be responsible. Like your little friends across the street, they don't have anybody to show them how to do that. They don't. You're going to see how they end up, too. Glad you're here, Trey. You're a prince, you know that? You're the prince. I'm the king. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host, Plamika Jendaya Hill-Jones, as well as Brother Pianki Nefakara. Thank y'all both for being with me this morning as you hear a cut from my favorite movie of all time, Boys in the Hood, which unfortunately is to a degree for our generation, as I call us, the hip-hop generation. Uh, this is much of our reality where a lot of us, in a sense, have had to experience growing up or going through an experience like we heard with, with Trey. Our father is, in a sense, getting more involved in our lives later. That was my personal story. And basically, you hear him laying out different things that his son must do. And so that's what I want to do. I want to take advantage of those out there listening. I want to hear some specifics to um, things that you've learned from your father on how a boy becomes a man. Um, Jindal, well, again, we'll start with you as our queen of intellect and the ladies first. Um, your thoughts on hearing that cut? cut? Again, it's one of my favorite movies. I've seen it a million, uh, literally, literally a million times, it seems like. Uh, but I definitely remember when I first went to the theater, I couldn't leave. It was the first movie I ever watched. The credit, I was in high school, and I was blown away by ultimately what that movie was leading to, in my opinion, which was the necessary need for fathers in our home, which has become a prevalent need as of the last 20 years. Your thoughts, Queen? Indeed. I, I too, was, was um, really... I guess um, my father came in later. Like, our relationship really got stronger when in my early 20s as well, and it was still prevalent. <laughs> it was like another pivotal stage in my life where he came in, and, like, we've been rocking, like, ever since as well. But my grandfather had always been present, and those things that he's talking about, it, it, I mean, it, it's on point and relevant even to this day. It was my experience of watching him raise, raise not only my brother but me as well, you know, um, him being present. Um, continuously, like, throughout my life, because he lived up the street from, from us. We even moved, when we moved to another street, 
you know, and grew up with my father and my mother living down the street and the lessons that were prevalent, only he could have given, <laughs> you know, only he could have given. Because as women, I think we have the tendency to, we're more of the emotional side of it, you know, and, and we can be, we can be honestly more passive and or too aggressive. You know, it's like the lack of the balance of that masculine and feminine. Both are, are important. And when that mama came knocking on that door and he was ready to answer the call, you know, that was like everything to me. He was sitting in a theater. <laughs> like, I was like, that's what's up. The way that they dialogued in that, you know, and that, that straight conversation. And, and he stood in the paint. And that we need more of that. And that is happening uh, even in this in this day and present time. When I watch my husband interact with our sons, you know, uh, and vice versa for the other men that I'm surrounded with. No, I love it. Brother Pianchi, anything you're going to go to? Um, one of our callers after you get your comments in. But, again, that's just a, a movie that was very prevalent for our community, just kind of waking us up to our own reality mm-hmm. as the generation experiencing, you know, to a degree, some level of young men not having their fathers around. And like um, Jendaya, my father came heavy in my life in in my high school years, and I tell people all the time it was a lifesaver based on what was happening where I was from. I'm from a small town and, and you know, there's still issues even in small towns. I know it's highlighted with my friends that were growing up in the city. They seem to have a lot more that they had to deal with than I did as a country boy. But I'm so grateful that my father became a staple in my life in my high school years. But as I listened to that, you know, I, I, I was there. I would get a list of to-do things when I would get. I would go there every weekend, and I would go there, and I would have a list of to-do things where I literally would have to work for hours before I could, you know, he'll give me a little money for the work I did. But again, I learned so much from having to do that work that he gave me was my to-do list, similar to mm-hmm. Trey in that example that we just heard. But any thoughts on that, um, Brother Bianca, before we go to a caller? Uh, yeah, she's absolutely right. You talk about movies. See, before there was movies, there were songs. And songs are, should deliver experiences about life. And the songs should contain elements that can be applied to life. The same thing with movies. In your instruction, in your curriculum, you may have many uh, slide presentations. You may even have skits that goes along with the education that that curriculum is provided so you can see examples. No, I love it. And what I what I hear you saying, Brother Pianca, we're going to go to the caller here um, real quick. What I hear you saying is, and this is something that I think has to a degree gotten lost, is the things you learn at home, hopefully from both your parents, is ideally is what we always like to, in a sense, mention and strive for. It may not be the scenario, but even the things you get at home, if it can be reinforced in your education, if it can be reinforced with the music, if it can be reinforced with the movies, then it makes mm-hmm. things you learn at home more solidified. And so that's what I hear yes, Brother Timothy, yeah, mentioning when he goes there. But let's go to our call. I got a Brother Eric um, Pratt out of California calling in. Thank you, King, for being with us this morning. I'm um, glad to add you to this morning's discussion question. And we'll just ask you the question let you get in where you fit in, brother. But thanks for being with us. What did your father teach you about how a boy becomes a man? The floor is yours, King. Thanks again for being with us. Oh, wow. Hey, well, first of all, uh, thank you. Thank you for having this conversation. I think it's a pretty in-depth conversation. Um, just listening to what everyone is saying, I, I have to agree. 
Um, my my thoughts on this are, I guess it's a little somewhat different. Uh, I wanna I wanna kind of take you on a journey a little bit. Um, hey, we do, let's do it, bro. I, I, let's do it. <laughs> I I I live a very uh, grinding lifestyle. Um, my plate full, as they would say. Um, so oftentimes um, I would go for a a run or a jog. Uh, to kind of get my thoughts together. And this is kind of quite interesting because my, my last job, I actually had this thought in, in my head about my father, to which I, I would say that my father has always been in my life, uh, my mother and my father. And so as I'm, as I'm running, I'm sitting here thinking, like, why, why is it, do I love to run so much? You know, you know, I'm having my time, and I thought, well, you know, as a as a psychologist, I'm I'm thinking like, so take it backwards. Then where where did it birth from? And you know, I thought about the Marine Corps. No, it wasn't there. Cross country high school. No, no. And I could remember as a child, my my father coming in um, around eight. Uh, he never would come in. You know, late. Nine o'clock was late for my my father. Uh, he's always very respectful to my mom, even out playing tennis, but he would come in full of sweat from playing tennis. And I, I thought, wow, okay, there's the similarities right there. You know, my, my dad loves sweat, yeah, playing tennis. And I realized then that my, my dad enriched in my brother and I to be unique in our own way. And so I, I broke this thought down into four Four, four things that my father taught me. And, and the first one was he had my brother and I playing tennis at a very young age and as you in, in a very small town. And when I say in a very small town in the 80s, there was still the, the separation of black and white. So you can only imagine being a young black man up at the <laughs> tennis with you know, very wealthy and very, very prestige uh, uh, white folks. Um, and as the first lesson right there was, there's no running from being a black man. So you, you and, were, so basically you was you, you and your brother were Serena and Venus before them. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. But but there was a valuable, it was a valuable, and I didn't. Until now, you know, and you, you, right. you develop in life, and you think about things differently. And that that one concept of being up there alone, we you know there's none of the cousins or friends. You know, everybody kind of stayed away from the tennis court. But it's the first lesson on you. There's no running from being the black man. You, this is you. You need to figure out how to maneuver through life. And you can. Um, the the interesting thing about it was. Uh, being up there, you also got to see how the other half lived. So it gave you a sense of, huh? I kind of, I kind of would like to have a nice car and a nice home like this. Mm-hmm. So there was the first lesson there, and then as I kept running, and and I'm gonna go off subject just a little bit, you know. The, you fine, brother. We have this let's, let's do it, brother. We build it. You build it. <laughs> we have this. We got. I will tell you, we got about. A, let me just show you know. We got about a minute and a half before break, so I'll, we'll go to break and keep you on. But just go ahead and keep running, though, just so you know. I will cut you off in about a minute and a half. But go ahead, brother. 
No, no worries. Uh, we, we just really quick. We have this false depiction from Facebook, and I don't understand why uh, we, we we're, we're focusing in on this this, this false de- depiction of what rich is. This, this lifestyle. Let me tell you. I know many, many, many rich millionaires, and they grind. They grind hard. They grind seven days a week. So just throwing that out there for caution, but. As I as I kept running, as I kept jogging, I, I I thought, man, why? You know, I'm sitting here loving what I'm doing. You know, I'm loving my job. And I thought, why did why did my dad stop playing tennis? Why why what happened there? And then again, you start channeling those thoughts, and you don't think about them until you're older in in life. But I realized he gave up his love for tennis in order for me and my brothers to have a love. You see, you have wow. to pass down as a father. You have to pass down your spiritual blessings down. That means you have to actually give something up. You have to actually sacrifice something in order for your seed to receive it. Pretty wow. deep concept if you really, really think about it. No, absolutely. See, let's do this. Matter of fact, let's 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 delve into that out of this break. That way, we don't even let you start on. Let's go. Let's let's delve into how deep that is. I love what I'm hearing here, King. So it's perfect. We're going to go to a break, and I'm going to bring you right back on out of the break. Thank you for calling in this morning. If you want to be like Eric, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. Again, that number, 646-787-1691. We'll be right back to listen to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. LNG Technology Services, we are your industry leader in aircraft and heavy equipment repair services. In commercial business for over 15 years, LNG technicians have over 150 years of equipment-specific knowledge and are known industry-wide for returning worn-out, broken, and overused ground support equipment back to the user in working better than new conditions. For a service job done right at a value unparalleled in the industry, contact LNG Technology Services at 478 781 4860. Again, for a service job done right, that number is 478-781-4860. LNG Technologies is a Mental Dialogue Gold member and proud sponsor of the Mental Dialogue community. What kind of relationship do you have with your father, your real father? It's often ambivalent, right? because there was an element of him that encouraged you, hopefully, because without the encouragement of your father, man, the world is a dismal place. It's very difficult to be a courageous person unless you have your father in in body and spirit behind you. It's very demoralizing. Like, it really kills people not to have their mother. They just don't recover from that. But, and, and I think people can recover from a fragmented father relationship, but it's the next worst thing. You know, because if your father rejects you or doesn't form a relationship with you, it's as if the spirit of civilization has left you outside the walls as of little worth. It's very difficult for people to recover from that. So the father should be an encouraging force, but can be a tyrannical and crushing force. And so that's very, that's a very difficult thing to get right, partly because if you're my son, then I should impose the highest standards of behavior on you. And I should always be judging what you're doing. I should be judging it with, with the aim of making the best in you come forward. But, but getting that balance exactly right is very difficult. 
And so it's easy to, for a father to swing too much into judgment, let's say. And then, of course, mothers can play this role too, to swing too far into the domain of judgment and to be too harsh. And to the degree that the father has his own pathologies, he's going to do that imperfectly. Well, my father's a formidable person. And like, he was, he was really, he's really, really, really good with little kids. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of friction when I was a teenager, and that took some time to sort out. But there were complicated reasons for that. Mm -hmm. Very, some of them involved ill health of various sure. sorts, and teenage stupidity, and you know some intransigence on his part because he's quite a stubborn person. But he's both my parents. I've been blessed with my parents because they're very, they're extraordinarily honest people. I can't think of a time, and this is literally the truth. I can't think of a time when. I believe that my parents lied to me about anything, mm -hmm. and, and that's a great gift. The other thing that my father bequeathed to me, I would say, when I was a child, was an unshakable confidence that I could do what I put my mind to, put my efforts to, mm -hmm. you know, and he truly believed that, and there's something that lodged inside me as a, like an unshakable foundation. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, special guest co-host, Jendaya, our new member of the Queens of Intellect, along with our special guest, Brother Pianchi. I got caller Eric Pratt out of um, California, taking us down a journey that I'm loving. And so, um, King, you said some you know, beautiful stuff before the break. Wanted to let you finish your thoughts. Um, as we hear a cut from Jordan Peterson on his perspective on fatherhood as well. But go ahead, King. Thanks again for being for jumping on the call with us this morning. Yeah, again, thanks for thanks for having me on. And um, I, I go back to my 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 third thought of uh, my father had. Um, in order, it was my actually my second thought. Um, he had to actually buy his love in order to pass down a love to his. Children and and it's a spiritual concept in what I'm talking about right now, and and so with that uh, leads me into the more uh, mindset type and and the third thing I, I thought about in this whole uh, job that I was on with this concept of my father was my father taught us to live in the tomorrow's mindset not the mindset of the day. And so what that means is um, you, my father understood that if he didn't sacrifice, or, or, or better yet, um, my brother and I, if he didn't sacrifice, my, I'm just trying to get it in a way that is understandable. Uh, if he didn't sacrifice, my brother and I would be limited to his thoughts. Mm. And this is an important notion here. Mm -hmm. you, can only, you are and can only go as far as you can imagine. And, mm. and, and you see, my, my father, his, his thoughts of tomorrow allow him to understand, to put us in with these people so we could see Farther beyond this small town, which is seen beyond other borders, and, and so with that, um, my fourth concept to this, and I think it's the most important one. Uh, my father was a praying man. My pro my father is a praying man, and his thoughts were without God, 
you have nothing. You're you're doing nothing more but chasing the wind. So when you really, when, as I was jogging and I started really kind of collaborating on these thoughts, I, I had the realization that, you know, my father taught us that through God comes a mindset, and that mindset could take you beyond borders. It, it would give you the tools you need to, to continue to rise above. The grind comes with it, but it gives you the logic on how to grind. You see, uh, yes, and he told us that you're a black man, but the most powerful thing in here, I think, is my father taught my brother and I that blackness is power. That if you know yourself, you know the spirit within you. And that all sums up to a simplicity of wisdom. So I, everything I just said can just be, I mean, souped up in the thought of wisdom. So I leave it there. I, I asked my father to call in. If he's listening right now, I would just say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the wisdom that you passed out. Because it's powerful. Thank you for allowing me to understand that blackness is power. So I leave it at that. Thank you for having me on. I, I totally appreciate being here today. No, I, I'm glad you took us on a journey, King. I'm gonna leave, I want you to stay on just for a second um, in the event because I know um, Jendaya had something she wanted to mention. She loved your second point, and so I want to let her jump in just in case there's a little, you know, she needs a little feedback from me. But I want you to hear the feedback live before we let you Absolutely. go. So, yeah, Absolutely. so Jendaya, I know you, I know you loved a lot of. I really love everything that brother had to say. I'm, I'm you know, I, I think they say on Clubhouse. We let him cook, so we let him cook today. Uh, I know, I know, brother, brother Piaggi's like, you never give me this much time on the show. <laughs> when I call in, uh, but now nah, the brother was cooking real well, as, as they say on Clubhouse. But with that said, Jadai, um, um, any thoughts about what the, what this king had to say? Yeah, I, I loved it. I mean, I, I I loved the piece. I guess the thing that stood out for me was like, parenting requires sacrifice. And that's legit. <laughs> Sometimes we got to give up and or even give in for the wholeness uh, of our children, you know, and what's what's best for them. And I also heard that that, that fatherhood requires grace. Okay, <laughs> but for uh, for the father to be as present, and a lot of times it doesn't even click with us until we're much older. And I think that grace piece. And even with the sacrifice, people hear sacrifice and it's like, oh, you got to give up everything. When in actuality, you, you don't. You don't have to give up everything. But there's some things that are going to be required for what is best for the collective versus the selfishness of the individual. And so I, I love that. I love that piece about parenting requiring sacrifice uh, uh, and grace because it seems that, that, that your father had mercy. You know, he had consideration. <laughs> he had priorities. And he put family first. So so I love the genuineness of that. And to even hear a, a man reach out alive and be like, thank you, Daddy. Like, that's, that's hella dope. That's hella dope because this is the emotional side that brothers don't get credit for. You know, our men are being represented in a, in a space to where it's like um, 
everything is always hardcore and mm-hmm. you don't say this and you don't do that. But the willingness and, and like and when I say the willingness, the compassion to hear another man say thank you to his father for what he did get right, that's powerful. That's powerful in itself because a lot of times we get caught up in our hurt and, and, and we, we don't let it go. <laughs> and we forget about the lessons learned that, that, that develop, you know what I'm saying, um, the, the best of us best of us. So so I, I love that and uh thank you for, for the light. Thank you for the light and, and sharing that. The compassion, the grace and the sacrifice. Yeah, that's this is radio gold right here. I mean this is a highlight to have this happen this moment, like you said, for a, a, a brother to say thank you to uh, you know, to their father, you know, being able to, uh, you know, I, I, as I say, my father became a staple in my life in my high school years. And unfortunately we um, lost him in December, um, you know, kind of an accidental death or whatever. And, and, um, and I was able to be there uh, with them going through some other things and we lost him, but it was just, it was cool to be able to be there in a way that he had never allowed mm-hmm. me to be there. So um, to have this, like you mm-hmm. said, this brother to be able to say thank you, for, you know, to his father who's alive is an amazing thing. And the thing that stood out to me most about what Eric had to say was um, he gave his his father gave him mindset beyond borders. That's 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 mm-hmm. that's priceless. Uh, brother Pianki, your thoughts on what Eric had to say? We got about three minutes. I don't know if we'll get him back in, but I definitely want to get your thoughts before we go to some of the other callers as well. Well, that was great what he said. You know, as he got older, he began to realize and appreciate. When my grandfather was on his deathbed, I held his hand and, and told him that I appreciate everything that he'd done for me, even the this discipline that he gave me. A male child has to be tame because he's going to be, quote, unquote, wow. Now, to what degree depends on the child. All children are not the same. But mm-hmm. uh, you have to have somebody who can carefully apply what's needed in order to bring that child into alignment. Discipline is a is a is is traditional, cultural, family based. It has to be learned. It's not something that you all of a sudden one morning start doing. It has to be learned the correct way. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. i tell you something else, too. Uh, families should not just give their daughters to anybody, nor their sons. You know, mm-hmm. your daughter contemplating on dating or marrying, you have to do background checks on those people they're contemplating on getting with. And that's not uncommon. I knew a family in Ghana and a guy from Guinea wanted to marry the daughter. Well, they married, and when he went to go back to Guinea, the grandmother went with them. The grandmother went with them to make sure that everything was going the way it's supposed to be. Wow. If it had not been, she was coming back with that daughter. Powerful. Got about a minute, um, Eric. I'm gonna give you give you one last thought, man. But thank you for a beautiful again radio gold moment. Um, appreciate you. I love the opportunity to think you're out there jogging and you're thinking about your father and the opportunity. Like you said, there are no accidents for you to be able to deliver that live on the air 
uh, hopefully with your father listening, but your thoughts about 30 seconds before we go to break. But thank you, King, for coming on this morning. Uh, again, thank you for having me. And I'm just going to comment a little bit on what Queen said about uh, giving up. That That's a mirage. You're, it's not giving up. And I want all the listeners to understand, all the parents to understand, is, is you're not giving up anything. You're actually investing. You're adding to. Everything, mm-hmm. everything that I, everything my father ever dreamed about growing up in that small town, very, very not wealthy at all, is at his disposal now. And that all came from the sacrifice. All came from that. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a mirage. It's a myth of sorts. Um, Absolutely. Again, thank you for having me on. Please, anytime. I can talk all day long. This is what I do. So thank hey, you. Hey, we, we hear every Saturday, man. We always want, we, we love prevalent three cents. Like I said, you can become like Brother Pianchi. He didn't gave us three, his three cents is probably equivalent to four cents now. He didn't graduate to being a guest on the show. We are at the top of the hour. We got another caller that wants to get in. Uh, thank you so much, King, for getting in on this morning. We definitely appreciate you. Absolutely. Yep. This morning's discussion question, what did your father teach you about how a boy becomes a man? Uh, we're going to play a cut. Um, my brother Paul Julius It's a father and son hip hop song That I think is the best father and son Hip hop song uh, out there And I wanted to share it with everybody Because I think it's appropriate for this morning's discussion So um, enjoy the music And we'll be back with the discussion here in a few minutes All I ask is that you think Nobody, nobody, nobody. Cause God tailored your truth for your body, your body. 
to hell. Don't let them change it or influence your decision, shawty. They don't sue them because it ain't supposed to fit them, shawty. You in the feeling, but they in they feeling, but And my advice, don't be studying how they feel about it. The time is ours, no more minutes, second guess, second guess, second guess. The time is ours, no more minutes, second guess, second guess, second Just pay your debit and let them read your credit. You got the power, get your blessing. That's the message. Keep holding your mind, pockets to your noodles. Type of things I'm selling my jewels. Forget fitting in, standing out, be much cooler. Much so tell me, you a leader or a follower? Hmm? I'm a leader. Okay then, what's the three rules? Break it down for me. And hey, think before you answer. I got it. Always look a person in the eye. You got to respect you better. Two words, and never be afraid to ask you for anything. Still isn't necessary. And last one I think was, you never respect anybody who doesn't respect you back. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, you got it. What do you know about sex? I know a little bit. Oh, yeah? What little bit is that? I know. I take a girl... Stick my thing in it, and nine months later, baby comes out. <laughs> you think that's it? Basically, yeah. Well, remember this. Any fool with a dick can make a baby, but only a real man can raise his children. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya smith a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's discussion question, what did your father teach you about how a boy becomes a man as you hear a cut from Furious Styles, hear a great song by Joe Belize and DQ, father and son song, uh, Juniors. Love that song, highlights a lot of what we're talking about today, but I wanted to highlight again that Furious Style cut because we started a segment last show that's going to be a permanent segment on this show, which is Lessons from Furious Styles and Other Great Fathers. And our special guest is Brother Pianchi uh, Nefakara. King, if you will, I want to go ahead and put you on the spot for this segment. And basically what I like to ask for this segment is simply, again, it's Lessons from Furious Styles and Other Great Fathers. And so the question, again, putting you on the spot, you didn't know I was going to ask you this question, but I know you're quite capable of handling this. The question is simply, What's the one thing that you want the seeds under you to carry on that that you've taught them that you want them to carry on even when you're gone? What is the one thing that you would love for them to carry on that you've taught them? Well, the development. The development has to continue on. See, self-development is another thing that I taught or tried to instill in my grandson. That has to be taken on by yourself in many cases, but it is pushed by the discipline and due diligence and hard work that you have learned. I had to go through some self-development. I had to learn words like hot mess and ratchet in order to <laughs> convey a message. So it never stops. 
is something that you have. And you also have to make sure that you maintain that family, keep the family in line. I see today, and of course, you know, we talk about many different families. We talk about many different ethnic groups. So I'm going to concentrate on my family, hopefully, you know, yours to an ethnic group. But you have to stop accepting anything that comes along. You can respect it, but that don't mean you have to accept it. Because when you accept it, that means you're you're falling in line of what somebody else is subscribing to. And we see that today in all these different things that's going on today from uh, as it has to do with gender, has to do with lifestyles, it has to do with particular types of education. You don't let anyone educate your children. I don't care what they look like. You just don't. Because they can, in a few moments, undo what it took you maybe a year to achieve. And that's very, very bad. It's like taking that one step forward and two steps back. You don't want to do that because it wastes time. You're only here on earth for a short period of time. You have to make the best of it, and that best should be billing for the future. You, Whenever you find something, Montoya, whenever you come upon something, you come into a situation and you are invited there, you always want to try to leave it better than what it was when you came into it. That's in anything. If you're not doing that, then basically what you're doing is taking away that somebody else built with a lot of hard sweat and effort. I love it. Jindai, your thoughts on that segment? That's the lesson that he's passing on to his seeds, and we're going to go to the caller right after this. Uh, for me, that the the lessons and legacy would just be the the love for themselves, which is a part of what he says, like that self development, the the love for themselves, the uh, our family and our race. Like I want my sons. I'm a mother raising black men, and when they show up in the world, understanding that their decisions not only affect uh, themselves but their family and their race, their community. So being able to exemplify who we are and what we should look like in their actions as they uh, move about in the world around them. I appreciate those lessons. Let's go to the caller. Area code 808-LAST-3191. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion question. Hello. Good morning. My name is Marcel. Hey, what's up, Marcel? Hey, how you doing? What's going on, man? Man. Calling in, man. Yeah, re- as a matter of fact, let me highlight this brother real quick. Uh, met this young man uh, last night. We were helping a friend of, a friend of mine move, and um, I asked him if he would. So just literally last night to call into the show. Uh, he has a unique uh, perspective, I think. Um, he's a, a father of three, from what I understand. Again, I just met this young man last night, and um, I told him what we were doing for the show. And he said, and I, this is, I told him I wanted this perspective on the show. And when I told him what the show title was, he said, I had to figure this out myself. And I said, brother, please call in because it, that's a perspective that a lot of our brothers are going through. They got C's, they care about their C's, and they're trying to figure it out on their own. So I wanted to go ahead and throw that backdrop out there. Thank you, King, for calling in. Um, I respect you very much for keeping your word. Uh, I know I, get, I, might, I hope I didn't steal too much of your thunder, but I wanted people to know the perspective before we started dialoguing because I want to peel this back and figure out where have you picked up how to become a man at 
considering you said you had to, in a sense, learning on your own, learn it on your own. Thank you, King, for calling in. All right, no problem, man, no problem. So, yeah, like what he was saying was, so my dad died when I was eight years old. I'm the oldest, oldest of three. Uh, I became the man in the house, raising, the, helped my mom raise, raise the family and everything. So after my dad died, I didn't have no grandparents. I didn't have no grandfather in my life. Like, everybody tossed us to the side. My mom's white and my dad was black. So my black side of my family just tossed us to the side, and my white side of the family tossed us to the side. So we was in the middle. And then growing up, the hardest thing was just to, we was living in the hood and everything. And my and I was helping my mom come over with the money for bills, trying to become the man of the house, and then be the uh, the father figure, I guess you can say, I guess. Uh, which is weird at the age of like eight or nine, you know, you're trying to do everything on your own. And then growing up, I grew up fast. And then I watched my mom struggle, you know, single mom of three. You know, I watched her struggle. But she didn't stop, you know. So I learned from her to never stop grinding for anything. But I met one person, one man in my life when I was, like, 17. After I I got arrested and went to jail, Uh, his name was Ziggy. I met him at the YMCA. I started working there. He got my first job at the YMCA working with kids. But he was, like, that father figure that I can look at because I hadn't had nobody. You know, and then looking at him, and I to this day I still talk to him and stuff every once in a while. Um, like my son said, I have three kids of my own. I have a little boy. Um, just just got. I just really recently started back talking to him. That was the biggest part of me because he's my only son, and me and I couldn't talk to him. Um, I had two little girls. Uh, like you were saying, like I agree with uh, with the with the young, with the king said about. You have to, you have to let you have to figure out who's gonna marry your children. You know, when you like you do a background check. I agree with that. When I when it's time for my daughters, you know, when it's time for them to get married, I do feel like I need to do a background check, especially nowadays with how people are raised. But that's pretty much what I have, really. That's it. I was I I had to figure out on my own. I joined the military. You know, that helped me. But Ziggy was the main person who helped me, like, learn how to be a man. Like, he taught me, like, how to address people, how to talk face-to-face, how to shake a hand, you know, how to dress, you know, for, like, an interview, you know, how to dress and, you know, look presentable. So that was really my biggest thing. Like, 17 is when I really learned, like, got met somebody to show me. But uh, before then, it was on my own. Like, I taught myself how to shave, you know. Like, I taught myself like pretty much everything, like how to manage money, you know, how to how to become the man I am today is really what I what I went through made me the man I am today. And without a father figure has taught me that like I need to be involved in all my kids' lives. Not just my son, but my daughters too. So that's all I really no, I, lo- I love it, King. We're actually up against the break. I'm gonna keep you on if you're okay. If you got time, can you stay on after the break? We got another caller that wants to get in too. But I just wanna give uh, yeah, um, yeah. Okay, cool. I gotta let the queen Kind of, we got to love on you a little bit, and I know the queen know how to do that better than I do. So uh, <laughs> we're going to go to this break and let Jendai um, jump off and give give some thoughts, man. But I applaud you. This young man, when I met him, he was telling me how he's working three jobs or whatever. Then when he told me he had three kids, then I understood why. You know what I mean? His brother has his head on tight. So um, it's definitely a, a success story considering um, the background he just laid out to us. We'll be right back and listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show where all I ask is that you think. 
Or you try to figure out your next income stream? Maybe get into cryptocurrency, real estate, or maybe even start your own business. If so, contact the KG Hire Company to receive a professional consultation or strategy session to provide you the advice you need to get a jump start on your new venture. If it's a new business, there's nothing like having a business consultant review your finances, strategy, or marketing. If it's real estate, the KG Hire Company specializes in evaluating deals for profitability and securing special financing for creative real estate acquisitions. If it's cryptocurrency, then look no further than the KG Hire Company to master the components of blockchain technology and investing into cryptocurrency. Serving Atlanta since 2016, the KG Hire Company is an industry leader in customer experience and getting your money's worth. Contact them at kghire.com or 833-544-9288. Again, that's 833-544-9288. You had a father in your household growing up, right? No. You didn't? No. You just had your mother? And my grandmother. And your grandmother. Mm-hmm. How often is your father around? Once in a while. Once in a while meaning once a year? You know, it would depend on the year. <laughs> so sometimes a year would pass where you wouldn't see your father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But no more than, I guess, two years. <laughs> That's a long time, I know. Very long time. But um yeah. So this is a conversation that that I've been having with people where if you're raised just around women and women are more emotional than men, do you in turn grow up to be a man who's overly emotional? Probably. You're going to have definitely elements of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of whoever you looked up to. Yeah. Do you feel that you're overly emotional because you didn't have your father around? <clears throat> I think I used to be very emotional. Mm. You Especially had to, when I was younger. You had to grow out of it. Yeah. I know my mom's had a short temper. And then I used to have a short temper. My, me and all my brothers. You know what I mean? But see, that's a weird thing, too, because we was all boys, so that was helpful, though. Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host, New Queens of Intellect member, Jendaya, and our special guest, Brother Pianchi, out of St. Louis. Still have caller Marcel out of Georgia on the line with us. But Queen, if you will... Can you love on this brother a little bit uh, before we get to the next caller? Uh, again, I feel put that in your hand, Queen. But when I hear his story, I applaud him. But I want I want to hear what you hear in within that story because I know the work you do with um, Black Married and Grown. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Uh, you're quite often <laughs> trying to um, help people in this situation. So what did you hear, Queen, when you heard Marcel's story? Yeah, so that that's what's up, Marcel. First of all, let me throw that virtual high five up in there. But even being able to come to the space to acknowledge, like, this is what you needed to do and this is what you had to figure out, a lot of times we're in denial of what we truly need. You know, um, from your story and what you just said, you're like, your story is a true representation of, like, lessons that are and that can be taught in the absence of the Father. And that's something I'm going to come back to, uh, Montoya, because that's, like, some of the um, some of the comments I'm getting on the inside. 
you know, okay. but that, that's lessons that can be taught of an absent father. Like what we didn't have has the ability to ignite in us what's needed. You know what I'm saying? What's, what's needed to be and what we desire in our self-development and even our relationships. You know, it also highlights how we have the ability to attract who and what we need to become or remind us of, like, who you are. You know, you, you were moving through the world without your father. You had abandonment on both sides of the lineage. And then you were in certain situations at a certain time where you've attracted that very thing that you needed. You know what I'm saying? To help you with your yeah. self-development. And you were in a space to receive that. That's powerful. You know, because sometimes we're so caught up in our hurt and what we did have, and that's something that I mentioned a minute ago, that it becomes mm-hmm. a distraction. And we lose out. We miss it. But in your case, you, you finally got yourself to a space in your life where you were in a space to release, receive it, and it showed up. You know, and now you're a father raising children. And that goes back into what the other brother was talking about, those intergenerational, the intergenerational connections. You know, and that that's what's happening in your life right now. So, again, I, I'm applying it on this side. I'm loving what I'm hearing this morning. Yeah, as I listen to you, yeah, as I listen to you, Marcel, the thing that stood out for me is you were like, hey, I got to be the man of the house. And it's like, as boys, not knowing what the hell we're thinking about, but that is how our mindset goes. And there are so many youth that have been put in that situation that, as Jendaya said, after being traumatized, were in a position where they never were able to receive, even if somebody came along the way to help them. So I, too, mm-hmm. applaud you for Ziggy, as you mentioned him, highlight big ups to Ziggy, because I love men who step into young men's life to, again, assist them. And so he's played a huge role. But as Jendaya said, big ups to you for being able to see through it and receive it. Um, Brief, Brother Pianchi, your thoughts before we let Marcel go and get to another caller? Oh, yeah. Well, there's quick, many. Quick, oh, yeah, go ahead, uh-huh. Jendaya. Can you just uh, uh, let the callers know how to uh, how to get on the line? I got somebody yeah. in asking okay. how to. Uh... Okay, no problem. All right, let me tell you real quick. So if you're online, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. Again, that's 646-787-1691. You have to press 1 if you want to actually talk because we have people that listen via the phone. Go ahead, Brother Pierre. Well, what you hear is what the reality really is in many cases of the time in black society and I'm not down I'm just telling you what I observed much of what we look at as being the norm really should be the exception and what's the exception is the norm in the, the way things are too much today not totally but too much and mothers realize not all, but many realize when they have a problem. I was in the barbershop one time, and a lady came. A young lady came in. As soon as she stepped in the door, she just announced, I'm having problems with my 14-year-old. I need help. That's what she said. As soon as she stepped in the door, and everybody was there, she said, she said that. So that is an exception but the conditions that she is talking about has become too much of the norm and those is what i'm talking about when things get out of when the circle is broken it's very very difficult especially to the degree that we see too often 
it's very difficult to get that back together. Now, I praise and I applaud the mother that's able to do that by herself. But she wasn't supposed to do it by herself because she done the best that she can. It wasn't an expectation. She done the best that she can under the circumstances. Go ahead. No, absolutely. Marcel, thank you so much, King, for one, for keeping your word. We're going to continue to build this relationship because I know this brother has a passion for helping children. And um, I, I mentioned I would just like to highlight them, helping empower youth, which is the nonprofit organization we will be raising money for. So be looking out for uh, when we start raising money for that organization. But I want to get him connected because he wants to build a nonprofit to that degree because he has a passion for children, which makes sense. If we hear his background he wants to ensure other youth are not going through what he went through. But thank you so much, Marcel, for your three cents this morning. No problem. Thank y'all for having me. Y'all have a good. Y'all have a good day. All right, absolutely. Let's get to another college and die by the way. Just to let you know if you're getting comments, I'm gonna let you bring those to the table here in a few minutes too. But let's get to this um, caller as well. Area code two zero two last three six six three. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion question. Hey, good morning, uh, family. This is William House calling from Clinton, Maryland. Big House, what's up, King? What's uh, up, we, Smith? Hey, hey Man, wisdom good. on deck, y'all. Wisdom on deck. Let me make a loud <laughs> announcement. Wisdom is on deck. What you got for us, King? No. Man, I love the topic. You know, just in discussion with you on yesterday, this is something that's near and dear to my heart because I was raised by probably the greatest man that I know. And he was raised by the greatest man probably that he knew uh, in that. Um, and, and uh, brother, I, I don't want to mispronounce your name, um, but brother I Pianke. love the fact. I love you. Piante. I, I love brother, the fact. Brother Piante. Uh, yeah, no problem. Go ahead, King. You good. Piante. Piante, appreciate it. Thanks, you man. Good. man, I love the concept of the generational, um, the, the generational mindset. And the reason why I say that is my grandfather is William the first, uh, my father is William Junior, I'm William the third, and my son is William the fourth. And I've ingrained, you know, programmed if you would, the the the, the aspect of carrying on a strong last name because you got to know you got to know who you are in in this crazy world that we live in. Um, I was raised by both my parents, uh, and I had the I had the the, the honor and the, the 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 grace of God to be raised by to to have the counsel of both my grandfather and grandmother uh, throughout that whole uh, throughout that time. Uh, my father transitioned uh, at 26, uh, so I took over I took over the reins of the house uh, at 26. I got married a year later. Uh, and started raising my own family. I have two boys, uh, excuse me, I have two young men uh, that I'm raising to be young men. I mean, proud, strong, young black men. And it's just something, uh, you know, fatherhood is a, is a blessing to me. And if there's any one thing that I can attribute, well, everything that I do, I attribute to my father one way or the other. You know, I saw the I saw the good examples of taking care of the household. My man worked three jobs, three, to ensure that my sisters and myself had, and my moms had everything that we needed, uh, regardless of what it did to him. 
My pops died at 52. He worked himself to death, literally, because he wanted to ensure that no matter what, we were taken care of. He put all three of my sisters in college. Uh, they didn't do what they needed to do, but that's a whole different show topic. But I saw, I saw from a uh, from a male perspective as being the only boy and the baby boy, what it took to be a daddy and what it took to be a father and take care of the the family. You know, he traveled a lot with uh, with men, with with one of the schools that with my with the high school that my sister was in. And before before leaving town every time, he was like, son, do one thing, take care of your mom. Make sure your mama is taken care of while I'm gone. Number one priority, then take care of your sisters, then make sure that the house is good. Um, I convey, I, I have passed that responsibility on to my kids. Retired from the military after 22 years, and during those 22 years, I was out of town a lot. But I never left town without telling my boys, to make sure that they take care of mama and take care of the house. Um, one other thing that really sticks with me, my grandfather had a heart attack. And my father, you know, I had no idea where we were going. He put me in the car, and we went down to the hospital. And, you know, my grandfather's laid up there. He was fine. It was a minor, it was a minor uh, heart attack. But the first thing out of my grandfather's mouth was, hey, y'all, why y'all here? And my dad was like, you know, we come to check on you. He was like, that's what I got all these doctors and nurses here for. Y'all need to get down to the house and see after your grandma. And that stuck with me from a protection, from a provision, Mm -hmm. from uh, a provider standpoint. And it has never left. That has always been and always will be priority number one with myself and my boys just to make sure that mommy's good. And once mommy's good, we can take care of everything else. Everything else comes uh, secondary to that. And in independence, uh, self, uh, self-worth and self-reliance is, is one of the other things that I really attribute to my pops. We didn't have a whole lot of money, but he made sure that we didn't go without anything uh, from a you know, I don't buy cars that I can't fix myself. He was like, don't be relying on anybody else to do anything for you when you can do it yourself. Why pay for something and you can do it? Learn he how to do sounds it. like my grandfather right and, there. That sounds just like my grandfather. Go ahead, King. And, and, and then do it. And that was, that was his mindset. And to this day, when I change the oil in my cars, my boys are out in the garage learning how to do that. When I change the brakes. When I change tires, when I fix a flat, the essential things that young men need to know how to do. I can I, I can burn I can cook. I, I can I can cook. I can grill. I can smoke. I can burn any kitchen up that I come to. I'm teaching my boys how to cook. I'm teaching them the importance of being of, of how to be domestic without having to rely on a title of of. This is what a man is supposed to do. This is what a woman is supposed to do. Son, you got to be able to do it all. Period. Point blank, plain and simple. 
Uh, now, I love to, it. Let me do this, King. I want to keep you on. I got to go to break here. But if you got time, I want to okay. keep you on because, you know, I highlight Absolutely. how we met and our relationship because there are some questions I want to ask you because I've known you for so long. Uh, we'll be right back. Sure. Um, Absolutely. Thank you, King, for the uh, extra time. Uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Vince Dialogue Talk Show where all I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made zero dollars an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. And everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk. Man, we're not raising warriors anymore. See, that's my man. We got to go home and raise these warriors again, man. And and I know, and the reality is, I think about that situation. If I'm in that church and this guy gets to shooting, what is my nature going to be? Am I, am I going to fight for my life or I'm going to just duck and hope I don't get shot? See, what happens is when you ain't testing yourself, you ain't ready to react. One of my good partners who did a couple stints in prison and turned his life around. Brother, stay working out, keeping himself in shape. That brother say, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Well, we ain't ready as a people no more because we're not raising warriors. We scared of football. We don't want our kids in this. And, you know, and I don't want to necessarily say you can't have your boys showing emotions and holding it all in, but that cool pose has been a survival mode for most of our lives, and we done gotten away from being able to stand and protect our sisters, and ain't nobody teaching them boys that, so now we disrespect our sisters instead of protect our sisters, we gotta get back y'all, dude walked in there, reloaded, walked out without a scratch, that's on us, y'all. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, special guest co-host, Jendaya, special guest, Brother Pianchi, caller on the line, William House, as I call him Big House, as you hear a cut from years ago. Um, it's actually, that was me. It's, I know it wasn't that clear, but hopefully you caught most of it. And that was after the um, shooting um, down in Charleston years ago where the guy walks in and basically kills eight or nine people, um, from what I understand, while in church, reloads and shoots again. And um, I was just calling us out, in, you know, whatever, in, just, in, just, to, just to a degree that we don't allow the man to reload and not protect those. And uh, we've seen examples since that time where, you know, some brothers have been heroes that have stopped some of these crazy-ass shooters. But it was just, that just stood out to me. And the brother I have online right now, I know 
He done raised his boys to, in a sense, be a warrior, as he say, take care of the mother no matter what, take care of the responsibilities no matter what. But what I wanted to ask you real, real quick, Big, big House, um, again, we met each other years ago at the Air Force Academy Prep School, uh, what, 96, I mean, I'm sorry, 92, actually. And so I've been knowing this brother a long time. Uh, I am not surprised at all to see his path, um, his um, knew that he would be the man that he's become. Uh, I've had him and his beautiful wife on not this particular show at the same time, but even years ago when I was first trying to get, get my feet wet with radio, and um, they've helped us out when we've had these discussions about family. Um, they serve as counselors, if you will, within their um, church family, helping others, in a sense, navigate the concept of marriage and family. So I wanted to highlight that because what I wanted to ask you, Big House, just given, again, some of your backdrop and knowing you always talked about your father and your grandfather when I first met you, and so you just really carried that with you. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you, when you got out to the academy, and most of us didn't have that example, right? There were a few of us that did, and they stand out. Um, you know, Mark Ranger, uh, Maurice Dunn, they, like yourself, always spoke about their fathers and their lineage, if you will. The rest of us didn't necessarily have it permanently in the home the way that y'all did, if you will. And so do you recall once you, in a sense, left the home, got out to college out on your own, what things do you recall were very different and that you were appreciative that you knew I got this from my father and my peers don't quite have these things? Like, could you see the difference between those of us who didn't have it permanently at home versus your example? Your thoughts on that, King, if you will. Well, Smith, man, that's a great question uh, because I, I look at it every day, and, it, and, this is, and this is, I guess, a question that runs in my mind all the time. And the one thing that my pops always told me before I left the house, you know, in high school and everything like that, he would say, son, don't embarrass my last name because he gave it to me. It was, you know, it, it, it didn't strike me till much later. Once I gave somebody else his name, my name, that was his name that I was embarrassed. And that's one thing that I never, ever wanted to do. And that was to bring shade, or embarrassment to my family name. And, you know, I see, you know, I, I saw guys go out, get drunk, get, I mean, get, get pissy drunk, throwing up on themselves and doing all that kind of thing. And I'm like, you know what? I can never represent my name like that. Even, even when I left the academy and went to, uh, and returned to the University of Memphis and thought about pledging Q and, got actually invited to, you know, come down and, and, and join the line. But I went to a party and I saw some I, I saw some of my what what may have been my brothers crawling across the floor, you know, humping the air. And I'm like, you know what? You know, as much as I, I love the camaraderie and, and brotherhood, I can't have my name associated with that because that's not something that my dad would have would have prescribed me to put my name to. Hmm. Go ahead, Jindai. He's he, he cooking right now, ain't he? I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna start using that on the show a little more. I know it's a, a clubhouse term, but I like it because he's cooking right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he own it. I mean, even as a mother, like, uh, um, so my husband and I both like that's huge for us. It's like when my son's leaving his house in the morning. It's like, look, and I I got this legit from from my family as well. It was like, don't go out here and embarrass me. Your name is like all you got. 
that you got control of, <laughs> you know, and how you represent yourself represents us. So that's something I'm really big on uh, as a parent as well. So you, you get on with that, <laughs> you know. I, I completely get that get that piece. Brother Pianchi, your thoughts on uh, what a man? No, that's very important. Yeah, you know, in, in some society, they tell their children, make us proud. And that's what they're talking right about, make us proud. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I had a grandfather. My grandfather told me one day, I was, I don't remember what age, he said, I'm going to teach you how to read. And I said, Granddaddy, I know how to read. And he said, no, how to read people. Mm-hmm. How to read people. So when you hear people talk like this young man here, I can read into him that he comes from a structure. Mm -hmm. A structure, you know why come, see, this is the thing. That young man that wants to marry your daughter, he has to be told some things. He has to be checked. One, you the father tell him, you don't do anything to my daughter that you don't want me doing to you. (laughs) Her brothers tell him that Her uncles tell him that Now there's a tear Of authority And Repercussions That he has to always keep In his mind If the father don't get me The brother's going to get me If the brothers don't get me (laughs) The uncle's going to get me And that has to be established I love that. Let me talk about that. This is a this is kind of a segue, but it's so necessary because you brought that up, Brother Piaki. And I'm gonna keep you on Big House to get your three cents on it as well. For the other callers, if you want to get in, you do have to press one. I hope you're listening closely. Some people, the first time calling in, they forget to press the one. So I hope you're hearing me clearly. You have to press one if you want to speak. Otherwise, I'm gonna keep Brother House, who cooking so well this morning, on the show for a little while. So when he hey, talks Smith, about before you before you oh, yeah, move ahead, on that, let me just. I just want to comment on what brother uh, that the brother said. Man, that that's so real because I have three older sisters, and when I was a young when I was a, a young boy, they put me in a circle. My my older sister, the 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 next oldest, and the baby girl, and they said we better not ever hear about you uh, disrespecting or mistreating any little girl because we gonna beat you down. And when you tell that to an impressionable young person, you know, it sticks. And then to see it reinforced that my pops took care of the way, the way my mom took care of my pops, it, it, it has never, you know, I can, I can truly say I have never, ever, ever disrespected a, a young lady in my life. And, and, and the one time I did get sideways, and the one time I did get sideways with my mom, my my pops put a put a real quick and 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 very stern end to all of it, you know. He did well, fair enough. In, in world, let me dig in. Let me jump in though right here quick, kicking. We got a couple of minutes. I want to make sure we get this in before yeah, the break. Right. Um, no, no, I really appreciate that thought, and I can uh, vouch for you on that. Watching you over the years, uh, you definitely didn't move like the rest of us. Um, you know, trying to figure it out. The beautiful thing mm-hmm. about the academy experience, uh, you know, is that. What I always admire and appreciate the most about the brotherhood that I now have, you know, with that experience, it was the brothers like you, Maurice and Mo, where y'all were so free giving of what y'all got from y'all fathers that we took it on and became better men 
all because of the information your fathers gave you. And then we started holding each other accountable, and we all became better men. Mm-hmm. But I still think mm-hmm. that the job fathers gave y'all seeped over to the rest of us. And I and I, I was highlighting this on another show of how I have brothers in our we have brothers in our circle. And, you know, we all are together still to these day. We're still friends to this day for all these years, thirty years and running now. But you can advise for this. We have brothers who maybe they've had a situation where they did get married and they got divorced. That they literally would not move from their town because they have joint custody. We don't got the, the brothers that that's sometimes. You know what I mean? They I got brothers that put themselves on child support. That's the circle that I run with because they are about their children. And so, again, thank you, brother. Thank your father for the lessons we got because y'all were so free given of the things y'all got from y'all fathers that it helped raise us as two. So I need to say that as well. All right, I'm actually going to talk myself into the break. So I'm going to go to the break because I really want to highlight this protection piece that Brother Pianchi said because it's needed. I got Brother Kevin wants to get in as well. So with that said, um, Brother House, I'm actually going to let you go because I want to be fair to Brother Kevin. He always talk about I cut him off. So when I get him on, I want to give him his time as well. <laughs> but thank you for your three cents this morning, Kenny. It was beautiful. Man, appreciate the invite. No, absolutely. All right, we're going to go to this last break. I want to talk about this protection piece, and then we're going to get Brother Kevin out of South Carolina on the show as well. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Have you heard about that podcast, Mental Dialogue? It's so good, it should be illegal. But if you miss the live show every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio, be sure to catch replays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, and all other streaming platforms. We are the return of Intelligent Radio, and we are the best in the world at having hard conversations on race, sex, gender, and business in the African-American community. And remember, all I ask is that you think. LNG Technology Services, we are your industry leader in aircraft and heavy equipment repair services. In commercial business for over 15 years, LNG technicians have over 150 years of equipment-specific knowledge and are known industry-wide for returning worn-out, broken, and overused ground support equipment back to the user in working better than new conditions. For a service job done right at a value unparalleled in the industry, contact LNG Technology Services at 478-781-781. 4860. Again, for a service job done right, that number is 478-781-4860. LNG Technologies is a Mental Dialogue Gold member and proud sponsor of the Mental Dialogue community. I have to highlight that LNG Technology is now a black level member. You too can be a supporter of as I call us, the return of intelligence radio, the Mental Dialogue talk show, by going to mentaldialogue.com. There are different levels of membership, but please go support us if you are an individual, if you have a business or service that you would like to get out to the smartest audience in all of radio, please contact me directly. That number, again, is 404-604-9477, or find us on IG at mental underscore dialogue and DM me for our advertising rates. We have a gr- great rates. So hopefully y'all will continue to support as we love supporting and highlighting our brilliant black-owned businesses uh, within the community 
as well. This morning's discussion question, what did your father teach you about how a boy becomes a man? A uh, matter of fact, before we get back into the discussion, let me also highlight, make sure you're sharing the show when you're listening. I always forget to say that. Um, you know, sometimes you get so involved, make sure you say, hey, send out the link. If you listen to the link or send out the phone number and say, hey, I need to check this show out because today when I tell you we are doing it, I really know we are doing it. I'm so glad to be doing it with my queen, Jadaya. This is a queen that, again, we've made <laughs> radio magic anytime we get together, and I'm doing it with our number one longtime listener, Brother Pianski, is our special guest for this morning's show. Uh, let me also highlight real quick before getting back into the show, next Friday, we are back live with the Mental Dialogue Live Experience. That's where it all started, in a barbershop, live events. I was eventually requesting the radio. I got the bug, so that's why y'all hear me on the radio every Saturday right here on Blog Talk Radio. Just started a new video podcast show, which is what everybody's been asking me for. Wednesday nights, 8 p.m., we do it on Facebook Live, on my personal Facebook page, Montoya Smith, as well as YouTube Live. Um, um, at uh, the Mental Dialogue YouTube page. So I'm trying to get better at announcing all the things that we have going on. But next Friday, October the 15th, here in Atlanta, if you're here, please join us for the Mental Dialogue Live experience. We're going to be doing a discussion on PTSD and relationships. We're bringing in a professional therapist, Dr. Katrina Pittman, and dialogue about other issues of you know that we have in our community, getting through our trauma and ensuring that we are staying together and keeping these families intact. With that said, this morning's discussion question once again is, what did your father teach you about how a boy becomes a man? Before I get to our caller Kevin out there, I wanted to highlight what Brother Pianchi highlighted um, prior to the break, the idea of what protection actually looks like within a family. This is so necessary that we talk about this because uh, quite often in the um, social media world, there's this concept that, in a sense, Black men, are, in a sense, are failing to protect black women. That's something that gets said quite often or whatever. And then for the black men who are protective of women, they're always offended to hear black women say that because all they're thinking to themselves is, I, I, I'm protective. I, I protect the women in my circle, and they're always perplexed at in a sense, why some of our queens are saying that. And the reality for a lot of our sisters are they are dealing with some men who have not been taught the things that we're talking about today. They've, they've, uh, they're dealing with men who have not been given that edit by the father, by the brother, by the uncle. The reason this is so important to talk about is because the idea of our for the sisters who do feel unprotected, because again, I know plenty of black women, I'm pretty sure Jediah, you are one, who feels very protected in their circle. But for the sisters who are not feeling protected, mm-hmm. I wanted to highlight what that actually looks like. Brother Pianchi just laid it out. And the reason this matters is because we have this unfortunate concept that protection looks like I should be able to just run to any brother who's going to protect me no matter the circumstance. And the reality, the only people who are really willing to sacrifice themselves typically is the lineage that Brother Pianchi just talked about is is at the end of the day, you're not finna put your hands on my daughter and it be okay. Your father will make that sacrifice. Your brother, if they've been taught, will make that sacrifice. The uncles will make that sacrifice. So the idea of expecting to be 
men that you are un, that are unrelated. I've been in a situation where I've stepped up for a sister that I didn't know. But to think that that's one going to be the norm is not how any culture does it. It you when you when when we talk about other cultures having that protection, they're running to their immediate lineage who've also been taught the the, the tenets of manhood and protection, and so it becomes very clear and evident who you run to. And I've seen that play out various ways, and I'm pretty sure you have as well, Jindai, to the degree where in the event that, say, a sister picks a man who is not, who 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 who, who, who risks and steps across his bounds. I've seen fathers say, all right, we're going to handle this, but you also must come home because we can't keep handling this if you're going to stay with this man. So I'm just highlighting right. the mm-hmm. dynamic that gets left out of this idea of, in a sense, some sisters feeling unprotected, thinking that other cultures, I'm going to use the word of another brother I respect, Eli Marcus, let me give him credit, that, that other cultures go on dummy missions for women. No culture does that. You do it within the family structure because we're lacking that to a degree within our culture. That's why, in a sense, our sisters are feeling unprotected. I'm not removing blame. I'm talking about the dynamic of what protection actually looks like. That's why you hear my somebody like myself, a Jendaya, a brother Pianchi saying, hey, we got to get back to family structure because we want all of our sisters protected, but we want it to be put in the responsibility of who it should be put in because, I've again, I've gotten involved in some situations to protect the sister, and a week later, two weeks later, she right back to in the situation that I protected her from. That's not the dummy missions men should ever have to go on. It should be with your family who have full protection and provision over you continuing to stay in that situation. Without provision, there is no protection. Go ahead, Jendaya. Dead on. <laughs> uh, dead on. I, I think also uh, in when, when it comes to us as women, too, it's like how, how are we showing up in the world? And I'm not putting blame out on women for certain situations either, but it's like when you when you when you speak into like oh I need somebody like I can't believe it. it's like if a brother's jumping in to assist and then like like we're taking care of the situation and then you're going back into it and then when it happens again and nobody shows up because you didn't put the laws in their life okay <laughs> you know or you didn't jump in it to protect the very thing that you needed protection from you gotta be you gotta be held accountable for that. And, and having, like he said, like the brother said, those things in place, like family and community, like 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 they 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 run in collectivism together. Because a lot of times your community is your extended family, so there there's an accountability on both sides, you know, um, with us being able to show up and be present for each other. So so yeah, that's 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 dead on with, with the situations that we're creating and putting ourselves in when we're out here. Uh, needing these protections or desiring these protections, those things are already intact in the family. And even when the family is broken, there are extended family members that are a part of this. But you also have to be within those boundaries, within those healthy boundaries of what needs to take place. No, okay? Absolutely. You know, yeah, I mean, I, I've, known, I've known since we had a village. They had mm-hmm. a village. And, like, here, here's the boundaries of this structure. Maybe you're going to go along with this or you have to be, you have to be dismissed <laughs> if you're going against this. Yeah, let me jump to both our yeah, yeah. Oh, go ahead, brother. Pierre. And you know another, you know another thing too. See, those uh, that protection is is guided by the general, who's the god, who's the grandfather, 
in some societies they call them the Godfather, and you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. 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 All right, um, brother Kevin, I got a caller behind you, so you're gonna have to get you gonna do. I'm gonna do a one minute comment for you and a one minute comment for the next caller. Uh, go ahead, Kevin. What you got, King? All right, all right, y'all. Just look up the time, but that's all right. <laughs> um, what you're describing is, uh, Brother Brianna, you dead on point. I don't know if you got a bug in my house or something listening to me, <laughs> but what you're describing is manhood training. And uh, and wherever I go, I talk to our brothers and teach them. The reason why the women have so much problem in relationships is because they don't have, they're not vetted by the men in the family. What I mean mm-hmm. by them being vetted by your man is supposed to come to us. And we're supposed to tell you whether this man shall pass or he shall not pass. Because that is the protection. Because we are the ones that bring him into the family. We are the ones who say, hey, these are the rules of the family. These are the rules if you're going to date my daughter. And, and I brought up another thing yesterday. I had a speech yesterday. Yeah, I'm going to get to the other one, I got to get to another caller, though. I appreciate okay. it. That All was a beautiful right. three cents this morning. Thank you, King. I just want to get a new caller in. We got area code 903, last three, 895. I'm going to give you one minute as well. Thank you for getting in this morning on the uh, discussion. 903-895, you live on the air. Got one minute. Unmute yourself if you're muted. I have myself muted. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I just have to say as far as the uh, protection goes, at least the question of, of the day is, well, I'm 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 20 and I'm raised by a single mother and I have a little sister and I was living with my grandmother. As far as my life goes, I've always been the, not the head of the house, but like a pseudo role since a young age. I've had to mm-hmm. learn through the hard way how to, I've always felt like a protector because I've been the only man in the house. And I thought I was the man ever since I was a kid. But as I when I hit middle school and then high school, I learned that I'm not right. I'm a, I'm not a man like like a man man. It's just that I've been put in a role where. Mm-hmm. Hello. No, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I agree I'm with you. You realize that there's a lot you don't know once you actually realize what it actually there's a lot entails. That... Yeah, go ahead, King. Yeah. So, so I've just been on like I'm 29. I'm still figuring things out, but I'm I've been. It kind of irks me when people say that, like, you're not a man, you're not this, you're not that. But, it's like, I've, I've been in situations and done things where it's, it's, it is a man's role from a young age. So my mind has been older, but talking to older guys about it, they're like, nah, you, like, you're not a man. And I understand to a certain extent, but it still gets on my nerves to a certain degree because I've had to do man roles ever since I, since I was a kid. Nah, it makes sense. It's a very natural response. Um, where we fight for manhood so much. This is what you went through is very natural. So I get why it gets on your nerves. Nothing wrong with that because even when we have guidance, it sounds like you know you're getting it now. But even when we have guidance, a dynamic when a father's in the home, there's always this place where you want your father to respect you as a man. So just like you know, that's very natural. I'm going to extend the show just a little bit because I just found out. Um, you are, if I understand the nephew or Jendaya, and when family get on here, we gonna just do a little extra stuff. That's just kind of how we gotta do it. So Jendaya, if this, if I, if I'm understanding this correctly, say what you gotta say to your nephew. I really appreciate the calling, and that's major to have your family supporting the show. Go ahead, Queen. 
So I want to definitely let. Oh, absolutely! Jump I'm, I'm, I'm excited. He chimed in. Yeah. I didn't think he was gonna. Uh, he's gonna chime in, but I, I really wanted to. You know, when I extended him the invitation, I wanted to put him uh, in the presence to the man on the line. You know, he's speaking from um, the the, uh, the the lack of a physical presence of a father yeah. in a home. You know, and I feel like you guys can respond to that best. Also, like in the comments that some of the comments that, that I've received, that is also like the, the same genuine response from men and women on some of these comments. It was like I didn't learn anything from my daddy because he wasn't there. So I had to do these things, and then I find out I'm still lacking. You know, mm-hmm. so, I mean, I, I wanted to drop him in the presence of you all for the feedback on, you know, how he can maneuver through the world, even in the, abs- the physical absence of a father in the home. No, that's 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 what we're here for. So well, um, we are going to extend about five minutes. I'm going to turn it over to Brother Pianchi to let him kind of in a elder close out this evening's discussion. I got a poem that I want to play. Oh yeah, that's good. Right there. Well, yeah, you know, come on. I'm going, to, I'm going to tell you this: when I'm on your show, you need more than two hours. Because, and I'm not saying this. I'm not saying no, this to be funny, because you need to, and those in your room, you need to tax my mind. You need to go into my mind like walking into a library because we have a lot to tell you. The previous gentleman who said I must be a bug on his wall, now that there is a man. See, no male is supposed to approach your daughter. They're supposed to approach the brothers. Then the brothers introduce them to you. That's the way it should be. Now, of course, we got everything nowadays, and that's just, I mean, that's just the way it is. Right. But that is the way things, and it's the going and in other societies. It, it goes on like that. Your daughter is valuable. It's a pearl. You don't give that to anybody. You do not let anyone approach that. Well, I love it. Any thoughts from yes. the young man that's on the line with us, um, Jadai's nephew? Um, as she said, she wanted to kind of let him, and you know, he's been, you know, obviously I definitely, I hope he's picked up some gems as the evening, as the day has went on. But anything particularly for him, um, Brother Piaki, because we're going to, I am going to end the show. I'm just extending it just a few minutes just to make sure we're taking care of her nephew. So any thoughts in particular for this brother at 29, who necessarily, as you talked he's about 20. so much on the show. Oh, I'm sorry, 20. I'm sorry. He's 20. He's, not, he's only 20. Okay, so 20. And so any thoughts that you can maybe gems that you can just kind of leave him with um, considering that he is having to figure this thing out on his own, if you will. Brother Punky, did you hear me? Yeah, hello? Oh, yeah. Um, Brother Punky, can you hear We may have lost you for a second. Yeah, I, I, I can hear yeah. you. Okay, I was just saying, any thoughts for this young man calling in, just looking for maybe a little piece of wisdom that we can leave him with before we close the show out? Well, he's going to have to sit with some older people to learn. You know, in an African society, when that young boy go out for his manhood training, they bring him back, and it's the mothers that tell them whether he's a man or not. My grandson, who comes up under me, he's not a man yet. He's got a little ways to go. Yeah, your grandson's what, like, in his 20s, I think? How old is your grandson? He's 23 years old, He, but he's not a man. See, today's society is different. No, You know, one of the reasons why I come this society allows parents to carry a child until they're 25 as an dependent 
as far as tax mm-hmm. is concerned. Right. Because if they're doing all the things that they need to do to be productive in this society, it's going to take longer than 18 years. That's because you wake up one morning and you're 21. That don't make you a man. That's that's a gem. So, um, brother, uh, we're going to close this thing out, but I just see you here, Brother Piaki. Um, and I, I, re- I would recommend going back to hearing the conversation with smart people featuring Brother Pianchi, um, Nefakara, because we talked intently about how he raised his grandson and helped his grandson, who's double majoring at college, also has a baseball scholarship. And he's t- telling you his, he doesn't consider his grandson at 23 a man. So just understand that that dynamic comes with it. But I love the fact that you called in and says, hey, I'm still seeking things. So just I'm saying settle that part in your mind that there's still things that we, you have to learn even in your 20s and definitely take the advice of finding that circle of older men, uh, in a sense, to, to give you some more guidance. With that said, Jendaya, um, you have programs where people can follow you, so can you give that information out? And we're going to close out with a poem from Prentice to close this extended show because Brother Pianchi warranted that I go over two hours, which I try to never do. But I thank you, King. You were amazing okay. today. Um, but if you will, Queen, again, thank you for filling in as Queens of Intellect. We look forward to having you again and let people know how they can stay in contact with you. Absolutely. You can uh, hit your girl up at Empower You, period, E-M-P-O-W-E-R-Y-O-U, period, P-E-R-I-O-D dot com, um, via Instagram, Facebook, uh, and as well as TikTok. So at symbol Empower You, period, on Facebook, y'all can find me uh, at Core Elements Inc. Core Elements Inc. And then uh, uh, we'll put it on, on on the page as far as how you can get me on my personal page and hit me up in the inbox. My last two cents, because I know you're rounding this thing up, is that I think we need to be reminded, uh, uh, three cents, my, uh, be reminded that family is the first community. I love it. We out this thing. Holla at y'all. So when you see me in the streets with my little one and want to say, it's so good seeing the father doing his job, spending that quality time, don't because I am being robbed. Robbed of the greatest gift. Forced to live through pictures on an iPhone to recognize the touch of my lips more than they do my fingertips. And the smell of his lotion every day I rub into my skin so when I smell myself, I think of him. Forced to live through memories that occur within the span of one week. Through occasional webcam chats with a child, too young to speak back. So when he reaches for you through that camera, all you can say is, son, I miss you too. Or learn, watching your son learn how to ride a bike via Skype at the hands of another man. And even though he is a good man and you are glad he's around, that man is not you. And not letting his mother know that all this is getting to you. So you get up to grab some tissue because at all times, that distance of 3,117.4 miles can feel more like 3 million. Try dropping your son up at the airport with three teeth in his mouth, go four weeks without him, watch him come back with five, and see if you don't beat yourself up for not being around during that time. So don't tell me I'm a good father when you don't know anything about me. Try to convince a person that knows nothing about you that you are simply worthy of time. See, thousands of people inspired by your story but still feel that you are getting nowhere. Have people motivated by the pain that sits right here every day inside of your chest and that same pain being a reflection of the amount of love that you possess. I want you to imagine your newborn baby sleep. You're watching them. Try to get his sleep patterns down, pack, praying to God you get it right because you have one night not to go six days until you get him back. Imagine 
being able to fly through this world, doing what you love to do, but because of a court order, your son before the age of one has to fly twice a month, which may mean by the age of two, he'll have more frequent fly miles than you. Try never spending a day in your life locked up in prison and still watch your child grow up primarily through photos. Learn about his milestones via text message or Facebook and see if you don't feel numb. So how can I smile when people tell me I'm such a good father when I feel like I'm not giving enough time to actually be one? Raise your son without feeling like you're actually raising him. And I know everything in this world doesn't go the way we plan. I can accept that all that's fine. I just don't understand how a man can be forced to pay half of daycare, half of medical expenses, food, clothes, water. But the same man that laid down to create that child is not automatically given half of the time. Something about that situation is not right. And when I'm done with this poem, I mean this. I don't care if any of you clap. I just want my praise, my kudos, my air, my earth, my water, my drive, my moon, my sun, my baby, my motivation, my son. I just want my chance. I just want my son justice for his power. I want my baby back. Thank you.